Gene Baxter here for Podcast Radio, and I've got something really fun for you. Every time I come across Anna Richardson on my TV, I smile. She's a delight. And I don't just say that because she's usually surrounded by lots of attractive nude people as the host of Channel 4's Naked Attraction. I'm talking about going back to her big breakfast days, her super shoppers days, the sex education show. Anytime Anna Richardson is on TV, I'm watching. So when I found out she was available for a chat, I jumped at the opportunity. Anna talks about how she's surviving lockdown, a surprising new survey about what we Brits are doing with our money these days, and yes, what it's like behind the scenes on Naked Attraction. Anna was so much fun to talk to, and she not only showed up, she showed up early. Hi, Jim. Well, listen, let's be early. Let's do this. Let's do it. Anna, such a pleasure to talk to you. How are you today, my dear? You know what? I'm not too bad. How are you, Jean? I'm doing okay. I was really excited to find out that I get to talk to you because you just seem, from all the years I've seen you on television, like such a fun person. And I know that's an incredible burden to put on someone. <laughs> hey, be entertaining. But you just, you seem like somebody that would just be fun to hang out with. So I was looking forward to a few minutes with you today. You know, Jim, that's really kind of you to say so. I, I, I've, I've never been sort of described as you, you look like a sort of fun person to hang out with. And I'm delighted that you think so, because I have to say, I found this lockdown, particularly this lockdown, uh, this third one, really difficult. So I, I don't feel like a fun person to be around, but boy, it's good to speak to somebody who's positive. Well, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think all of us are suffering from some degree of mental health difficulties right now. And mostly it's because we don't have an end date. If we if we knew when it was going to be over, we could just bear down and go, all right, I can hang on until that long. But it seems like they the keep moving the goalposts where we think, oh, well, by spring, it's okay. Well, at least we have summer vacation. Ooh, now it's not looking good for the fall. It's just, it seems endless. Well, do, do you know, I do know a little bit about this just because I, I, I'm very big into mental health and I, I run a mental health business called Mindbox and I'm, I'm a trained hypnotherapist and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I know a bit about this. And, and the fact is, is that the brain likes certainty. So when we are uncertain, when we're unsure about what's going on, it makes us very, very anxious. So you've, you've really hit on this. The fact that the dates keep changing, we can't plan for anything, we don't know whether it's going to be spring, we don't know whether it's going to be summer, it's making us, I think, very, very low as a nation. So, yeah, come on, government, give us a date. <laughs> How are you in your household keeping a positive attitude about this? What is it you're doing? How are you spending your time when all the things you used to look forward to doing, you're not able to do anymore? Um, that's a really good point. And, and again, you know, I, I have a little bit of a, of a toolkit at my disposal just because I understand how the mind works and the brain works. So personally, uh, at the moment, I'm sort of locking down on my own up north just because um, I have uh, vulnerable parents. Um, so it's quite, it's quite difficult being on your own in the countryside. However, I find that being out in nature, we know that green therapy is very, very important. So going out for my daily exercise outside with my dog, I do a lot of meditation and I do a lot of therapy. Mm. So uh, that is keeping me really sane in a mad world, I have to say, G. But listen, how are you staying positive? Well, I tell you, you hit on nature being the bomb because my wife and I live in Hampstead, just a couple of blocks away from the Heath, and that is our salvation every day is we... Oh, sweetheart, I'm surprised I've not seen you because when I'm in London, I live on the other side of the Heath. So I'm usually on the Heath walking my dog. So next time, please say, say hi. I certainly will. You are missing out on, I'm sure, something you look forward to every year, which is the deepest 
mud England has to offer this time of year in the Heath. We can barely recognize our dogs when we get back. They're so filthy. I've, I've, I've heard. I have heard <laughs> this from, from all of my uh, friends in, in, in Hampstead that the Heath at the moment is like Glastonbury. Oh, it's a bog. I hear you. It's, it's an absolute bog. Hey, um, most people have had their work interrupted by the pandemic. Nobody's going into offices anymore. Lots of people can't work. How about you as a TV presenter? Have you been able to do some things from home, but what you would normally do in a studio, none of that has come back yet, right? Well, yeah, no, it's massively affected our industry, as as you know. I mean, you're, you're, you're part of it. So it's hugely affected broadcasting, and we're all having to adapt to a different way of working, if indeed we're able to get any work. Uh, we're freelancers, so we get very little help from the government. So I have to say, it's, it, it's hit this industry very hard. I've been fortunate in as much as w I have managed to record Naked Attraction over the last year, and I'm in the middle of, of filming um, a show about saving money for Channel 4 at the moment called How to Save a Grand. So I am able to do some socially distanced filming, but... You know, Jean, it's been very difficult. And, and for example, just doing today, you know, we're we're both working from home. I'm right. sitting, I'm sitting up, up north in in my front room, speaking to you over a computer. So, it has inevitably changed the nature of our work, uh, and I'm looking forward to that changing back again. <laughs> Certainly, yes. I actually do have a couple of naked attraction questions I'm going to get to. But first, since you mentioned about how to save a grand, that yeah. has been. I guess one of the benefits, if there is one, of this pandemic year is people have all this money in the bank because they can't go to the pub, they can't go on holiday. All the things they used to spend money on, it seems like it's just they're saving it for when they can finally get out there and use it again. Well, I'm really interested in this. And actually, uh, Smarty Mobile, which is um, the, the the network for people who are, uh, uh, you know, consumer conscious, um, they have just done a really interesting piece of research into this, into how lockdown has turned us from a, a nation of wanton spenders to being really quite clever savers. And we've discovered this as well on, on How to Save a Grand um, on Channel 4, that one of the sort of benefits, if, if you like, of being stuck at home is that we've, we've sat down and suddenly thought, well, hold on a minute. What's really important to me? Whereas I used to just, you know, nip down and just go and get my takeaway coffee and go to the local baker and get my artisan bread and all that kind of thing, that stopped. And as consumers, we're now thinking, actually, we've got a little bit of money in our back pocket, a lot of us. I mean, according to this research, 70% of the nation has been able to save money mm. over the last year. And we're sitting there and thinking, well, what do I now want to spend that money on? What's, what's, what's meaningful to me? And now people are going, actually, I want it to make a difference to my life. So it's either saving for an extension on the house or actually, again, a piece of research that I find fascinating is that a quarter of 18 to 24-year-olds have said that, that that savings, the money they've managed to save, they're now putting towards a deposit on a house. So there is a silver lining to this whole pandemic, which is that for many of us, we have managed to just keep a little bit of that money in our, in our back pocket. This is the voice of Anna Richardson here on Podcast Radio, bringing us some good news. Apparently, we all have some money. We just have to go out and find it. I, I would like to think, Anna, that some people would also take advantage if they're fortunate enough to still have income coming in. 
in donating to some of these wonderful charities that have sprung up to help industries like the live music industry, the restaurant industry, so many people are hurting because they can't work. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's that's a really, really important point that you make because actually, as, as you say, there are many industries out there, the hospitality industry, the arts, uh, that have been devastated, devastated by this pandemic. Uh, you just think about all the musicians and the actors and the stagehands that can't work. Uh, we don't get any help from the government at all. So that has been devastating. So you're absolutely right that we we have managed, many of us, 70% of us, have managed to save money. And I really like the idea that, you know, perhaps some of that money ought to be going in a more democratic way to sort of helping other people that can't work. Amen. Amen, Anna. All right, a couple of Naked Attraction questions for you. It is a sensational show. Did you know from episode one that it would be a hit? And are you shocked that it's still on what, five, six, seven series later? Not at all. Now, this is, this is if you've got the time, this, this, this is interesting. I actually come from um, TV production and I used to run development, i.e. I used to actually create shows for television. So I've got a very, very keen sense about what will work. And when this was first pitched to me, my response was, you must be out of your mind, but I'm going to come and have the conversation anyway. And when we really sort of dug down into the format and why we were doing this, that's when I became convinced about the validity of the show. And I knew that it was going to be a massive hit. And I'm not surprised at all that here we are sort of, what, probably three, four years later, I guess now, still going strong. We are the most downloaded show on channel four and that is really that really says something so even though people you know there's a lot of a lot of naysayers out there that will still sort of go oh is this a poor you know naked attraction why would you watch that show well actually people are and people are downloading it and i think that that naked brings joy to people's lives because not only is it funny and let's face it the, the play along is funny but more than that and, and what appeals to me as a journalist and as a sort of you know lb uh, lbgtqi supporter for me it's about um acceptance and it's about visibility and it's about saying that look we're, we're all okay we all deserve love and that i think is, is a really important message to get out there especially in such divisive times it's also very refreshing to see regular people who are naked on the tv rather than just the perfect model types that hollywood would have you believe are the only people who are allowed to get naked and have sex i i, I couldn't agree more i mean you only need to look at you know there are certain reality shows out there that will uh oh, violent <laughs> precisely, precisely. And award-winning shows, no less, that will sort of, you know, hold up this, the, the, the body perfect, about perfection, about youth, about beauty, uh, about, you know, you, you have to look a certain way in order to deserve to be loved. And so, yeah, for me, Naked Attraction is the, is the polar opposite of that, which is, look, we're normal. There are fat bodies, there are thin bodies, there are disabled bodies, there are trans bodies. There are people out there, all of us, who deserve to be attractive and who deserve to be loved for who we are. And Anna, I'll also say, and this point has been made since episode one, is that, and, and maybe it took people a while to recognize this, but nudity does not equal porn and nudity does not even equal sexually explicit. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think that people get this very often muddled up that because you're doing a naked show, 
that does not mean that it's sexually arousing. Yes, it's fascinating to see other people's bits and bobs. Of course it is. But it's strangely unerotic. And instead, it's more about, well, again, acceptance. It's more about visibility. It's more about the play along as well. So naked attraction is, is this peculiar mix of fun and humour and actually a, a bigger social message. And what I find extraordinary about it is that it, it's it's cross-generational. So, you know, my 80-year-old dad loves it, uh, you know, as much as my, you know, 22-year-old nephew. Mm. And I think that that's, that's quite a rare feat, other than sort of strictly come dancing. You know, it's quite a rare feat that you can have, weirdly, family viewing uh, with naked people. Mm. All right, two more quick questions, and then I'll let you get back to your weekend. Number one is, uh, one of the things that strikes me about the show is how positive people are about the other contestants, even when they're not choosing them, even when they're letting them go. Nobody ever says somebody is ugly or somebody is awful. And I just wonder if you speak to the contestants about that, about always phrasing things in a positive way in, the, in that interview portion. No, we, we don't explicitly say to people that that's what you must do at all. Um, there's a strange thing that happens with Naked Attraction, that when you come on to that set, and we film it up in Manchester, it's a closed set. The guys come up, uh, you know, a day or two beforehand. Uh, everybody mixes with each other. But once you come into that studio, there is an atmosphere of respect. There's an atmosphere of joy. There's an atmosphere of acceptance. And so I think that people just absorb that really positive atmosphere of you. We're not here to shame each other. We're here to be inclusive. And the very fact that people are walking around without their clothes on, I think engenders uh, a mindset of acceptance and positivity. So people genuinely, they sort of high five the fact that they are there with their clothes off. And that's a really brave thing to do. And nobody, but nobody stands there and says, oh, I think you're really unattractive or whatever. Everybody says, do you know what? Fair play, fair play. And you've got, a, you've got a great body and fair play to you. You deserve a lot of credit for that, Anna, because so often a workplace attitude emanates from the person at the top and you are so comfortable in that role. And I guess my final question to you would be, has anything ever happened that has shaken you? You always seem so unflappable. No matter what the contestant says, you always seem to enjoy it and be able to roll with it. Are you ever just made silent by a remark? Um, no, do you know what? The only thing that threw me was last series when lovely Brian the Virgin was on. And uh, Bri Brian the Virgin was faced for the first time by six vulvas, six naked vulvas, and he had to leave the set and he had to take 15 minutes. Uh, and that is the only thing that threw me, simply because I was genuinely concerned about somebody who suddenly found their sexuality quite overwhelming and they, they needed some time alone. Uh, but other than that, I can pretty much roll with anything that goes. Uh, as I say, the, the, the only thing that will throw me if somebody is, is upset or that, that they, they need time to themselves, it's concern. Well, vulvas can be very troubling when they're first encountered, Anna. Well, can't they just, and as the owner of one, I know just how tricky they can be. You are such a delight. Thank you for bringing us the good news about the pandemic saving. Thank you for your decades of outstanding work in television. I'm so happy we had a chance to connect for a few minutes here today, and I will absolutely look for you and say hi when I see you on the Heath. You are a wonderful man, Gene. Thank you so much for putting a smile on my face. I'll see you in Hampstead. You bet. Bye-bye now. See you soon.
Hey nerds, I'm Sarah, the Paper Nerd, and if you've ever wondered what goes into that greeting card you just sent or received, well, quite a lot. Get your paper fix on the paper fold where I host an enchanting mix of personalities and players all nerding out on my favorite topic, stationery. From the designs of our snail mail communications to the precious space created when two people correspond, there's a lot to cover. So come grab a seat in the stationery community's only five-star paper salon, The Paper Fold, now part of the Evergreen Podcast Network.